And football is just around the corner? Possibly. Possibly. I'm 80% sure football is just around the corner. That's uh, You're pretty sure about that. <laughs> 80%, huh? 80%. Isaac, how you doing, my bro? I'm good. I'm doing we did well. this for a very short time last year, and we didn't take it seriously. We just kind of got our feet wet and did it a little bit. But this year, we're ready to punch you, This is our year. Our fucking year. This is our year. We're it may like, not be anyone else's year because of all the bullshit going on, but this is our year. We year. are like white girls on Instagram on January 1st. <laughs> this is our fucking year. <laughs> so what do you think? Is there going to be football? I mean, there's definitely going to be football, but when and for how long is the question, and I don't think that can be predicted by anyone. Well, this is the question of the week, and we're going to start off on that subject right now. This week, in case you live under a rock, in college football, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have opted out for this season. And then, basically, the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC said, fuck you, we're going to play this fall. So the ACC, Big 12, and SEC are going to play, and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are going to be sitting out, which is crazy because you talk, you're talking about some historic teams. You're talking about Ohio State, Michigan, USC, et cetera, et cetera. So what do you think about the Big 12 and the Pac, the Big 10 and the Pac-12's decision and the ACC and the Big 12 and the SEC's decision? Who's right? Who's wrong? I, uh, I don't think there's a right or wrong here. I think – if the players want to play bad enough, I think they should find a way to be like, okay, you're going to play, but you're going to have to sign this and be like, if you, if something happens to you, we're not responsible for it because that's a big issue. But I also think since it's divided like it is now, it makes me think it's not going to last like the full season of, of play. That, that's, I, I feel like they're just going to be like, okay, well, they dropped out. This isn't the same then we just need to not go any further. I think that's what's going to happen. Well, I think you have to split this into to two sections. You know, like if I go straight to the fan mindset, I'm going to say, fuck you, let's play football no matter what. And that's just unrealistic right now. If I, if, I think that everything is going to be okay this season. I think that the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC are going to play and things are going to be just fine. And I know that the, the, the death rate for people under 25 is insanely low. However, all it takes is one. All it takes is one to die in the care of the ADs and the presidents to where they're going to get blamed and they're going to be pressured and they're going to be ripped apart by by people. So I kind of understand where the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are coming from in that regard because us as fans watching, we, we don't have any risk. If there's football, we have no risk. If somebody dies blood's not on our hands. It's on the hands of the people that are in charge of these kids. Yeah. So I'm not sure how the legalities work, but I'm with you. If they can do somehow a waiver to where the kids who want to opt out can opt out and still be eligible for next year, but the kids who want to play can sign it and play this fall, then I think that that is the best solution. Like I said, I don't know the legalities. I'm not going to try to act like I'm an expert. But all this to say... I see both sides. The Big Ten and the Pac-12, I can't sit here and, and fault them whenever I'm not in their shoes. But thank, exactly. thank God there's football. That's all I know. Thank God for thank football. God. Thank God. ACC, SEC, and Big 12, please don't cancel. If you do, I understand. But please, for the love of God, don't cancel. I could see it going either way. I love football, bro. I love this time of year. 
This is great. Absolutely. Before we go any further, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at I hate sports, all one word. Let's get into the NFL, which I think will for sure happen because oh, if yeah. the MLB can happen, hockey, anything, anything can yeah. happen. Yeah. So we tried to think of the best way to break down NFL teams and how we're going to do it. We're not going to just throw a bunch of predictions in your face today. So the best thing we came up with was from now until the NFL season, we're going to draw four teams from this bowl each episode and break that team down. So let's get started. Eesh. First team up, the new Las Vegas Raiders. Oh God, Isaac, what do you think about the Raiders? Oh, God. Okay, so there hasn't really been a time in my life where I've been like, oh, the Raiders are going to do it this year. <laughs> no offense to the Raiders, but it just seems like they have they have the tools. They're there. They just can't take it to the next level. I mean, they've had Amari Cooper, who is amazing. They had Derek Carr when he was red hot. I mean, he did get hurt, but like they, they whenever something happens, like for example, the Steelers are pulling wins out their ass last season. You know what I mean? With no one. I mean, they had a third string quarterback that no one ever heard of. And it's like the Raiders don't seem like they're an organization that's capable of doing that. And I think John Gruden is kind of overrated to me. I don't think he's the coach he used to be because it's a new era of players. I don't think his methods and his strategies are going to work. I think he completely needs to flop what he's doing um, now and what he did back then to a whole new to a whole new um, strategy and methods. I also don't think Derek Carr is near as good as he used to be. He's going to have to find what he had before, before he got hurt, and he's going to have to find it now because this is a make-or-break year for him and his head coach. I think you're showing too much disrespect to John Gruden. They won seven games last year when a lot of people said that they wouldn't win five. That's not bad, right? And you drafted Henry Ruggs, who's a good speedy wide receiver with your first pick, although I would have gone with Jerry Judy. I thought he was the best receiver in the draft. But still, Henry Ruggs is a very good pick. So you're disrespecting John Gruden a little too much there. Now, the issue with the Raiders, the biggest issue is that they have to go through the Chiefs. That's two games right there that you can go ahead and just say losses because the Chiefs are going to be even better this year, in, in my opinion. And I think the Broncos are going to be better this year as well. I look, for, I look at the Chargers to have a down year, although their defense is very good. So I could see the Raiders once again pulling out seven wins, eight at best, which – I don't think John Gruden should be fired over because you got to look at the situation. Now, the Derek, now them bringing in Mariota to challenge Derek Carr is a very interesting situation because you're talking about two quarterbacks who are kind of one and the same. Derek Carr had that one spectacular season where he was an MVP candidate until he got hurt, which Connor Cook came in and just blew that playoff playoff game yeah. out. That that was awful. But you're looking at two quarterbacks who are going to be battling it out that are both kind of middle of the pack. I like Derek Carr a little more than Mariota. I think that he'll win the starting job, and I think that he'll have a better season this year. Jason Witten, that's an interesting pickup. He'll do what he does. He'll get you five yards whenever you need it. He won't break tackles. He won't be Gronk. But he'll be a nice little security blanket for Derek Carr. So all in all, I think the Raiders could win. Eight games at best. I'm going to pick them to win seven wins. But to me, that's enough for John Gruden to keep his job because you're playing Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs two times in a year, and the Broncos are going to be much better as well. I have the Raiders winning five games. I disagree with – I don't think I don't think the owners and the GMs are going to look at it as like, well, he does have to play these two good players 
I think it's just comes down to if you make the playoffs with your team or you know your win the loss record. Well, John Green's not going anywhere. He signed a ten year contract. Yeah. So. True. So yeah. I mean, look, could, I guess you, you got to look. That's the one thing that I've learned. The more watching football, you have to look at what the coaches do with what they have. Jason Garrett last year. I'm a Cowboys fan. He had one of the best rosters in the NFL, and they didn't make the playoffs. That's shitty coaching right there. That's shitty coaching. But you look at these teams like the Raiders last year who overachieved, who won seven games whenever they shouldn't have won five. And to me, you, like, you just had to look at the situations more. That's just my thought on it. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But I, I, I don't think – I think they will end up – giving him the shaft before they will have major success with him. If you want to know what I think is going to happen, John Gruden is going to develop a gambling addiction and in turn will develop a crack addiction and will be gone in no time because he will be in rehab and then Jason Garrett will take over as their head coach and then they'll go <laughs> eight and eight for the rest of eternity. All right, draw the next team. All right. Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, shit. This is an interesting one. Sure is. So you're talking about another team that won seven games in 2019. Okay, but remember last year, me and you gave them so mo- so many chances. We were so high on them. And then we gave, we we would give up on them. Then we'd be like, okay, well, maybe they could pull out this. And then we'd be like, okay, I'm definitely giving up on them now. <laughs> they frustrate me, though, because this last year you and I were – talking about this the year before that we were not talking about this stuff i've believed in the falcons for several years straight and they have let me down for several years straight so i am not picking them to win that division this year like i have been i think the saints are better i think that the buccaneers are better look at what the buccaneers have done look at what bruce arians have done with that team and even though the falcons added Todd Gurley, which i think is a great pickup and dante fowler which i think is another great pickup you just have to look at that division for one, and you have to look at what they've done. They should have been better last year than they were, just like the Cowboys. They should have been better last year than they were. Why weren't they? They blew too many games that they should have won. Yeah. Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. He's not great. And the Falcons are a team this year that could shock us and go 13-3. and three. They could shock us and go 3-13. and 13. You know, they have to deal once again with the Saints and the Buccaneers, so I'm going to pick them to go in the middle of that and grab – Seven wins. I'm not going to go overboard like I've done with them for the past several years. I played it safe and had them breaking even at 8-8. Eight and eight. I think that Matt Ryan is a great quarterback, and he's proven that. I think that the whole reason they didn't win the Super Bowl against New England, I hate talking about this because I ended up losing money because of that, <clears throat> blowing a lead like that is just un- unacceptable, man. Like, Coaching standpoint, I mean, it had to do with the players, but play calling, just horrible. I mean, they have all the tools. Once again, another team that has all the tools to be a championship contender, they just need the right direction, the right leadership. I think Todd Gurley's going to be great for him. I think they've kind of, I mean, um, uh, Freeman, he was a great running back for them, but it was one of those things, kind of like an Eddie Lacy situation. He was good, and then you just... He didn't do anything after that. You know what I mean? Except Eddie Lacy just kept eating fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. Which I can't say much. I eat a lot no, it's uh, Chinese buffet. He was addicted yeah. to Chinese buffets, which I can't blame him on that. <laughs> so my girl looked at his Twitter, like 
past tweets that people kept posting so she went and looked at her looked at it herself and he always posts tweets like somebody bring me mcdonald's lol it's <laughs> so great dude. i love that he lazy he got <laughs> such a terrible rap i felt so bad for yeah, him. yeah i i got excited when he went to uh seattle and then he just didn't do anything hmm. but anyways enough about eddie lacy he's uh at a china buffet somewhere pray to god that he doesn't catch the coronavirus because that's Obesity is one of the biggest contributors <laughs> to coronavirus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> eight and eight, the Falcons. Let me draw a team now. <clears throat> the Miami Dolphins. Isaac, what do you think of the Miami Dolphins? Oh, well, all I can think of is their disastrous season last year. But, however, this year, I kind of have higher hopes for him. I mean, who – okay, Tua. They drafted Tua, right? They also have Rosen and Fitzpatrick. Still, who's getting the starting job there? They, uh, Tua is going to be their starting quarterback. For sure? Yeah, I think so, for sure. Rosen, he's, I don't even think he's with them anymore. Are you sure about that? I'm – I'm not positive, but Josh Rosen is not going to be their quarterback this year, For even if he's still with them. Do I think, you think Josh Rosen will be a quarterback anywhere? No. I think that Josh Rosen is a career backup. He, I, and I feel bad because he got just got started off on the wrong foot and never was able to correct himself. It's between Tua and Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick might start off as the starter, but if I'm the Dolphins, just throw Tua in there. If he's not healthy by this point, yeah. he's not going to be. And I think Tua is a great pick if he can stay healthy. You know, they finished with five wins last year, which was more than almost everybody expected them to finish with. They were supposed to be the first pick in this year's draft. So good on them. And, you know, they, they, they don't have to deal with Brady anymore. That's another big thing. People keep on pointing out the Bills, but the Bills are not Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah, so, yeah they're, not, they're not that dynasty team for sure. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think the Dolphins are going to be improved this year. And by improved, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I don't think <clears> they're <throat> going to be gangbusters. But I look at them to finish with seven wins. And I think that Tua is going to do a great job should he stay healthy. And even if he doesn't stay healthy and Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in, I think I still look at them to finish with seven wins. But I, I was looking at the coaching standpoint because they haven't made a lot of great decisions. I, for one... Have high hopes for Tua. I think he'll do very well, but I think they've pretty much done a good job during the off season. I mean, they got Kyle Van Noy, you know, they got Jordan Howard, and they've had Devontae Parker, who I think is pretty underrated. So I think they can do something with that. I mean, I think it'll be better, way better than last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, if I was them, straight up, I I really wouldn't care who the quarterback was. Like, if uh, if if we drafted a quarterback, I would be like, throw him in there. Because I mean, we don't have anyone else. I mean, we tried Rosen, we tried Fitzpatrick. Even if they didn't draft to whoever they did draft the quarterback, I'd be like, you're the starter. You know what? Throw Mac from It's Always Sunny in there. Yeah. <laughs> throw him in there. <laughs> no, I believe in Tua, and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick. Even if Tua happens to get hurt, is good enough to grab them seven wins. The bottom line is all three of the other teams in the AFC East are celebrating that they don't have to deal with Tom Brady and the Patriots anymore. Like, Although, the Patriots are going to be good this year, but they're not going to be like they were with Tom Brady. But maybe we'll get to that. That'll be, yeah, that's, depends no, that's on another what teams, story. Depends on what teams we draw. That's another story for sure. We leave it up to God. I have a lot to say about that when we get to that. All right, Isaac, 
draw one more team. Ah, oh, yes. Just hoping we get to this one. Indianapolis Colts. Ooh, another seven-win team from last year. They added Phillip Rivers and Xavier Rhodes, but here's the deal, guys. I don't believe in Phillip Rivers. I haven't for a couple of years. <laughs> you can hear Isaac, if, if you happen to go back and listen to our old podcast, which please don't, because there's an episode <laughs> where I trash LSU and say that they have no chance of beating Clips. And Dude. This was in the middle of the season last year before LSU played Alabama. But it was embarrassing. Okay, listen. Everyone, like, okay, no one thought, everyone was trashing LSU. Everyone I talked to was trashing LSU, was besides the LSU fans, it was bro. Don't beat yourself defense. up. I that. never doubted their offense, but their defense, which got healthy at playoff time, so they weren't the same defense. But even so, it was a very embarrassing pick. I everyone deserve, has I deserve any shit that I get. Although, if you do go back, I was very close with my Bengals predictions. <laughs> very close. But anyway, I don't believe in Phillip Rivers. I'm I mean, sorry. he's a pick-six king. The, oh, that's what I was about to say. Pick-six master right there. <laughs> I, I, mean, like, I like the Xavier Rhodes pickup. That'll help their defense tremendously. I, their, their first pick in the draft was okay, Michael Pittman. I love their second pick of Jonathan Taylor. And I love their fourth-round pick of Jacob Eason, who could be the future of that team. He has a big arm. I think he has an NFL-caliber arm. Okay, well, here's we'll a question see. for you. What about T.Y. Hilton? I think T.Y. Hilton's a very good wide receiver. I mean, you think he's going to be, like, because, I mean, he started off, like, a couple years ago. He was, like, talked about a lot. Then he wasn't talked about at all. You think he could get back to where he was? I think that he's a very good number one receiver. I do think he needs a compliment. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Um, but you saw what Andrew Luck did with T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. Could he be... Back on that level with Philip Rivers instead of Jacoby Brissett. No, because Philip Rivers Rivers will throw <laughs> fifty pick sixes. It drives me crazy that people try to act like that. Philip Rivers will sniff the Hall of Fame. Like it drives me fucking crazy. I had a, yeah, I've heard some people. I mean, I I remember I was I was a youngster. Uh, Philip Rivers, of course, is in San Diego, and. Uh, I was like, it just seems like he'll barely get him to the playoffs and just choke so bad every time he gets there. And people were like, oh, well, he's still a good quarterback because he gets him to the playoffs. It's like, not really. Like, <laughs> not really. That, they do not keep that same energy with him. I'm not bashing him as a guy. I mean, no, he's no. got like half a football dude, team and kids. Dude, I wish I had half of the swimmers that he has. I mean, this dude's popped out eight fucking kids. Exactly, bro. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That's a man right there. Yeah. That no no disrespect to him, Phillip but I'm Rivers, just going off the facts of his gameplay. Yeah, Philip Rivers, off the field, you're a man. On the field, you're still a man, but you're a man that throws too many pick sixes. Yeah. I'm a fan of his uh, style of throwing that sidearm's pretty dope. So I, I think Jacob Eason could be the future. You know, if I still believe Andrew Luck might come back next year, but that's a different conversation really? for I do. That's a different conversation for a different uh, time. I haven't even thought of that. Now they have to go through the Texans and my boy Deshaun Watson, Clemson born and raised. I'm a Clemson, lifelong Clemson fan. Um, they have to go through my boy Deshaun Watson, and they have to go through a Titans team who's expected to be good this year based on how they finished last year. Seven seems to be the magic number. I'm going to go with the Colts to finish with seven wins at best. Not going to be a, a great season for them, and they're not going to make the playoffs. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that they'll beat the Titans. And then they'll tie the Titans. <laughs> I don't think they're going to lose to the Titans. I don't think the Titans 
are going to do anything this year. I think they'll be decent. I think they'll miss the playoffs. Full disclosure, we're recording this in Nashville. Titans fans are fucking awful. We don't like them. And it, it's been not, a team, it has nothing to do with you personally. It's just your opinions. You're on also the sport fake fans. As fake, fake fans, fans fake your fans. opinions mm-hmm. are garbage. Yeah. Oh God! And I know that like we y'all might fire back with, "Oh, well, you're a Cowboys fan." They have a bunch of fake fans. Yeah, or you're Fucking a Steelers duh. fan. Yeah, I know the Cowboys have a bunch of fake fans. I own it. You guys act like, "Oh, Smushville, Smushville." Oh, lifelong Preds. Okay, oh, let, go Titans. Let, only whenever they do anything <laughs> in the playoffs, <laughs> y'all suck. And you're not wrong either. You can't argue that they're. I'm like picking that. the Titans to finish second, but. God, I hope but, that they finish okay, let's, 16. Let, let's get some NHL in here. The Predators are the same way with their fans. Okay, mm-hmm. so listen. The Titans made it to the Super Bowl, lost by that much. The Preds did the same thing against my Penguins, right? Haven't been back, haven't been a contender since. That's what happened to the Titans. The Preds are the same way. It's just something about Nashville. I'm blaming it on the fans. <laughs> I'm sorry. Big yikes. Big X. I was actually at the Titans-Steelers game many years ago, and the Titans fan behind us, first of all, he complained about us standing up. You're at a fucking game. <laughs> Watch it at home, you pleb. <laughs> Dude, I, and I, I then was... he was sitting back there. They honored Steve McNair that night, and he starts going, rapist, rapist, <laughs> as they're honoring Steve McNair. And then the Titans, uh, Rob Rowanis, rest in peace, made the game-winning field goal as time expired, and he all of a sudden was the biggest Titans fan in the world. Like, y'all suck. <laughs> Get your fucking selves together. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. God damn I mean, I, I, I used to wish well on him. I really did. I used to wish the Titans did good, but now I don't even want anything to do with the Titans, man. I just, I don't, I don't get it. And you know what? Yeah, y'all beat the Cowboys the year before last. Y'all have bragging rights. But you know what? The Cowboys have disappointed me my entire life. The Cowboys will probably continue to disappoint me my entire life. I've accepted it. And uh, so. While we're on the subject of fans, when I was in Pittsburgh watching them play the Patriots uh, a couple years ago, that same thing happened. A dude in front of me was standing up, and then a dude beside me was like, sit down, That's sit down. It's, and the dude turned around and was like, you're at a football game, bro. Like, yeah, oh, okay, you're at a football game. Why are you complaining so much, bro? There's homeless people out there trying to sell fake tickets so they can get a burger. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm a super— Like, come on, dude. You know me, Isaac. I'm a super non-confrontational person normally. Dez is down. Dez has risen from the dead. I'm a super non-confrontational person normally. But last year, my brother and I went to the Cowboys-Packers game in Dallas. He's a, he's a Packers fan. And there was this Packers fan who was complaining about everybody standing up. During the game. And as you know, the Packers started off blowing the Cowboys. So I just fucking beer after beer after beer. I got trashed. And uh, finally, whenever the Cowboys started to come back and that comeback attempt was something the Packers won, he all of a sudden was standing up every two seconds. So I started yelling at this old man, you stupid motherfucker. Fuck you. He was like, he was probably like 60 something years old. Not my finest moment. But if you're a fan like that, just don't go to the game. Exactly. Just watch the game at home. Exactly. Like, I stand up the entire game at home. So if I'm at the game, you better fucking believe that I'm going to stand up the entire time. And I'm going to yell the entire time. And if you can't accept it, you're a beta cock. All right. So what we're going to do now is some rapid-fire questions. Just random questions that he and I put together. 
and we're going to answer it for each other. So, without further ado, who do you think will be the breakout player in the NFC this year? Me. Okay. Uh, assuming he comes back, it will definitely be for me, Alex Smith. Why? I think he. I've been watching. So I've been watching some videos of him rehab his injury, get back, and he is hungry to get back. So I think he's got something to prove. I think that he he wants to be a top quarterback in the NFL, and I think that that fuel is going to drive him to become that. And I think he's really Washington's football team. Only hope of being something this year. I'm going with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, all he's done is win in the NFL, yet he's so underrated. He took the Vikings to the playoffs mm -hmm. and should have won that game against What's Seattle if a 30-yard field goal wasn't missed. He went undefeated whenever he came in and played last year for Drew Brees for the Saints. So why wouldn't he do anything less for the Panthers? Teddy Bridgewater, you're the man this year. That's, that was a good one. All right, really you, go. Fire this off. Okay, uh, who's your pick for the NBA MVP? Giannis. Oh, nice. Uh, mine has got to be, as much as I want to say LeBron, I say LeBron every year because LeBron's just insane. I'm going to say Anthony Davis just because Anthony Davis can do everything, man. Anthony Davis is a lockdown defender. He's going to get the rebounds. He can bomb from three. He's Dude, Anthony Davis is a whole package. He's one of my favorite players, and I think he deserves an MVP. He probably won't get it. He'll probably get uh, like defensive player of the year, but I mean, he's he's definitely, to me, the MVP. Who do you think will be the breakout player in the AFC this year? Go. Big Ben, by far, for big, me. Big Ben for me as well. Ooh. I think that he um, – the Steelers realized how much they need him last year whenever yes, things exactly. went south. Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph were just not enough. They needed that big arm. And though he will miss Antonio Brown this year, I still think that he's going to have a great year. And I'm not going to make any picks for the receiver. division yet because that's for another time. But I think the Steelers are going to be – a force to be reckoned with this year. And I think our receiver core is looking pretty good right now. All right, your turn. Sorry, uh, oh, God, Des. <sighs> Who is the best rapper in sports? Go. Okay. Uh, uh, Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard. I 100% agree oh, with you. Dude. <laughs> a lot of these other rappers suck. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, fuck you. Cole Beasley, fuck you. Antonio Brown, stop trying to do it. Even Shaq, I love you, but you're whack. Deion so. Sanders was, I'm not, I don't even have to say anything more. So, yes, let's go Dame. Isaac, fire the shit off. Okay, which head coach would you rather get just shit-faced drunk with? In any sport? I anything. It could be your personal life coach. I don't give You a know shit. what? I'm going to go former Kansas head coach, Mark Mangino. <laughs> that man... Was about a thousand pounds, right? If you don't know who Mark Mangino is, just look up <laughs> pictures. That man probably could throw back fifty beers in a night. We would have a great time. So I'm gonna go with Mark Mangino. Go. Okay. Uh, fictionally, it would be Mick from Rocky, but <laughs> but, but realistically, the game still has a heart attack. <laughs> realistically, it would be John Madden for sure. John Madden would just be so intense. Just so you can hear him narrating the night. I mean, yeah, but it would be a toss-up between Phil. Like, oh, look, he throws it back, yeah. and I'm drunk. Screen pass. Okay. Well, and my, my wife's been like, I'm not going to go there. No. It's, it, it, it was a toss-up between Phil Jackson and John Madden. It would either be Phil Jackson or John Madden. All right. Will Antonio Brown play this season? No. No? 
Yes, it's the NFL, and the NFL is all about winning. Some team is going to realize that they need him. The Patriots would have gone farther in the playoffs last year had they had him. So, yes, Tony Antonio Brown, even despite his suspension, will play this year. Isaac, final question. Uh, who do you think is going to win the NBA Finals? The Bucks. Oh. Uh, dude, it's got to be the Lakers for me. Not just because... Not just because I'm a LeBron fan, not just because I'm a Lakers fan, but because LeBron is on a mission to do this for Kobe. That's for why. Kobe. That's why I think. I I feel like LeBron and the whole Lakers squad has it in their heart and mind that they want to win that trophy for Kobe this year. All right, it just shows you how fast time flies by. Can you believe how long ago that's already been? I know, dude. That's insane, and it's still so sad, dude. So I was on a trip back from Gatlinburg with my friends, and I got a notification that was like from a random, like TMZ or something. I said Kobe died in a helicopter crash, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I told everybody else that was on the trip to, "Oh God, here goes my dog." Witten, <laughs> it's just people walking by. No, I told all the people on the bus that are on the van with me that like. He had died in a helicopter crash. They were all like, that's untrue. You're lying. Yeah, I didn't believe it at all. You even messaged me, and I was at work, and I was like, Sylvester Stallone's died like 50 times. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I didn't c- believe it. I couldn't believe it. And then you find out his daughter was in there with him, and it's yeah, just a heartbreaking just heartbreaking, situation. dude. Rest in peace, Kobe. My, my, entire, my entire work was just completely, completely shocked. Completely shocked. Like, no one said anything the entire day for, like, a whole eight hours <laughs> because everyone knew Kobe Bryant had just passed away. Is terrible. And his daughter, like, completely terrible. Are you going to pipe down a little bit, Witten? This is my girl, Witten. She'll probably be featured in all, just about every episode. She good girl. Guys, please follow us on Instagram at I Hate Sports, on Twitter at I Hate Sports. Follow our personal Instagrams. At Pride615. At Razi Real. Follow us, guys. That's R-H-A-Z-Y. R-H-A-Z-Y Real. We love you. We're going to keep getting better. We're going to do this weekly, and we're not going to stop. This is I Hate Sports. (laughs) 